a major, major in-state war is brewing for the class of 2024. We're going to do a primer in this episode all about that. Who to watch, who's the big fish, and the Ole Miss and State dynamic. This is going to be a fantastic podcast. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the show, Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. I do want to let you know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Also, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We love being Ole Miss's morning show, and thank you for that. Do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. If you have, be sure and tell a friend. Also, comment down below and upvote the video itself. All right, we're going to get right into today's show. We are going to talk about the in-state war that is brewing um, in the class of 2024. Now, if you look at all the recruiting services, eight players are a four-star in those ratings. Now, they might not be in every rating. They not, might not be consensus four-stars, but one rating or another rates that as a four-star player. And there's a ton of players. There's even players that have not been rated that is going to shoot up. This is going to be real similar to the class of 2019, that Mississippi-made class that everybody made fun of that eventually had the talent in that class that got Ole Miss to a Sugar Bowl in 2021. That is something to keep in mind. And this is a Mississippi class that is on par with that. We'll see exactly what happens. Of course, there's defensive linemen that are showing up in there. Uh, wide receivers, the the usual suspects of what is a big class in Mississippi, normally, actually, this kind of holds serve on that. Now, anytime there is a big class in the state of Mississippi. Ole Miss versus Mississippi State on the recruiting trail is going to become a topic of conversation. Mississippi State for years has been more Mississippi bound with the classes and players that they brought in. Ole Miss has been more national with the way they looked at recruiting. If you look at Ole Miss's recruiting class over the last few years, not many players from the state of Mississippi are on them. That exclusivity could help Ole Miss this go-round. But Mississippi State is going to count on the fact that they've always been here. They've always been that safe option to where they can find what to do. Now, remember, when it comes to Mississippi State, there's going to be a couple of players that they're going to really go all in on. Mississippi State's probably going to get those guys. So if you're expecting Ole Miss to sweep, that's not going to happen. That is never going to happen. If you're a Mississippi State fan expecting them to sweep, again, never going to happen. Now, these two schools are going to work to try and get to what might be 15 to 20 players that are high major scholarship kids. Really impressive. We had a commitment just yesterday from a quarterback in Oak Grove that's going to Texas A&M. So that shows you the level of it's going. I think he's 11th in the state currently. So we'll see exactly how that goes. But this recruiting war and Everybody is going to remember the Hugh Freeze versus Dan Mullen and how bad it got. It, it really got toxic. It got vile. All the things that you can imagine, that is what happened in that rivalry. 
So whenever I talk about the in-state war approaching, I'm more talking about a normal war. I don't think what will happen will happen again. It's gotten to the point where Ole Miss fans, they probably wanted to win the Egg Bowl, but they're not upset that they lost it so Mike Leach could get the win on his way out like that. I mean, incredibly sad. Ole Miss people really stepped to the plate during that time for their Mississippi State fans, who was their brothers, their sisters, their relatives, their friends across the street that supported Mississippi State. It was nice to see the Ole Miss fan base really come into that. And I, I just don't think you can go from that and realizing what's really important to the amount of vitriol that existed pre-2017 to where Ole Miss has basically got on probation because of Mississippi State. And there might be a situation where something similar happens on that one side trying to kick it off again. I do not think that Ole Miss will take the bait again. May happen. I could be totally wrong. I could be thinking way too highly of ourselves. But I do not think that Ole Miss will take the bait on that again. But the in-state war I'm talking about is a good old-fashioned football rivalry. The Ole Miss-Mississippi State rivalry that before 2013, we all enjoyed. That, hey, I really hate to lose to you guys. You know, either way, both ways, some win some, some win the others. The things that made that rivalry so much fun, I think that we're going to get it raising to a level, but not to the level of toxicity where it was. I think just a good, solid football rivalry is right around the corner. And I think that's going to be good for the people in the state of Mississippi because the Egg Bowl and the Ole Miss-Mississippi State rivalry, that is the game that matters. It always has been. I mean, to people across the street, there's, there's just so much there with that rivalry. And it is so easy for that rivalry to kind of spin off into toxicity. And I I genuinely think that we're going to be safe this time. But the class of 2024, you're going to see a position to where Ole Miss and State are going to be going head-to-head four or five times. And we got a little bit of a taste in late signing day for Jonathan Davis. Now, Jonathan Davis was a three-star player that kind of blew up late. And we kind of looked at the Ole Miss and Mississippi State thing with the excitement and going back and forth, remembering what recruiting was for National Signing Day in years past. And that kind of wet our whistle for a competition like that to happen on a more consistent basis. Now, Lane Kiffin, the way he recruits players, he is not going to recruit a three-star unless he knows that guy can play at the SEC level. They're not going to reach. And they are okay taking 12 players, as we've seen on early signing day, and then supplementing in the transfer portal with players that they also know can play. So, we will see exactly how recruiting goes with a class like this. If you look at the class of 2022, you know, Centarian Perkins, Aiden Williams, Jamarius Brown. That's three out of the top four, but that's really it. It was a class where Mississippi State crows because they signed 15 Mississippi players, but none of them were three of the top four. They weren't in that top four. So Ole Miss is very top-heavy in their Mississippi recruiting recently. Mississippi State has been doing this the way they've always been doing it. So we will see how much a class like this will force Lane Kiffin to 
alter what he does in recruiting. Maybe Ole Miss signs 18 players in the early signing period, 12 of them from Mississippi, you know, things like that, and then they supplement the transfer portal because this philosophy is not a set-in-stone philosophy for Lane Kiffin. He recruits basically how he needs to recruit. If Ole Miss could sign 25 four-star players, they would. And then they would briefly supplement in the transfer portal. But they can't necessarily, they're not at the level where they can do that yet. So the number is going to keep going up the high school-wise depending on how much hay they can make. Now, remember, this recruiting class is going to kind of be a modern spin on the Ole Miss-Mississippi State rivalry moving forward. Ole Miss, it is well known, has over $10 million in its NIL coffers. I'm not sure what Mississippi State is. I'm sure it's $10 million and one if, it's, if, if it holds true to what it normally is. But this is the first time a major recruiting competition in the age of NIL will come up between Ole Miss and State. This is where the rubber meets the road. Some people might be resigned to what's going to happen. They may focus their attention in-state to guys that they know they can get. They do not want to waste their money. Ole Miss does not want to waste their money. So we will see in a large-scale Mississippi recruiting battle exactly how they can handle this. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but do not want all the fat and calories? you got to try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably unbelievably flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar with maintaining their amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't have to wait to get your box. For years, we've been talking about going to Built.com. Use our promo code. Get your Built Bar. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk into the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs in the pharmacy section at Walmart. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. This is really cool stuff. We've talked all the times about going to Built.com and entering our promo code, Locked On 15 if I'm not mistaken, of what it was, and ordering that. You can still order from Built.com, but now you have the option of going to Sam's Club and Walmart, and it's a really cool situation. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Now, make sure to check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. That could come in handy in a month or so for Ole Miss basketball fans. All right, so we talked about the looming in-state recruiting war that is approaching and as always when a class like this happens there's a an elite prospect that everybody is going to be fighting over that everybody wants to be in on that you're going to not only fight Mississippi State you're going to have to fight Alabama you're going to have to fight Georgia 
N'Kobe Dean in 2019, the last time we had a class like this, ended up going to Georgia. Now he's with the Philadelphia Eagles. This class is no different. The number one player in the class is Camarion Franklin. His defensive lineman is 6'5", 260. Now, at that weight, I don't know if he's on the Robert Kimdichie track, 2 or 3 technique, or if he is going to stay that way and be an in-type prospect. But you're talking about a guy that is twitchy. Really good, to the point where Nick Saban has already been by his school, I think, multiple times. Right now, if you look at the recruiting prediction crystal ball thingy um, for each site, Ole Miss is the predicted leader um, right now for Camarion Franklin. And you're going to notice this as we talk about different players through this. Ole Miss is the predicted um, leader for a lot of them. So Ole Miss has a really good shot to have a really good in-state haul in an era when Ole Miss isn't really trying to have in-state hauls. But they've done a really good job, including, we're going to talk about in the next segment, another recruit from Starkville High. If Ole Miss goes three for three on Starkville High recruits, that'll be incredibly interesting. But Camarion Franklin, he's from Lake Cormorant in Mississippi. He is a four-star player. He's the 25th player in the country, the number one player in the state, and the fifth at his position, which means that defensive line position is really dominating the top 25. That's 20, 20% of the top five. Franklin has been to Ole Miss. He's visited. He's visited Tennessee. Alabama's been around. You see that there, there is a battle developing for this young man. Really good player, really. This is the Suntarian Perkins of this class. And I think Pete Golding going to Ole Miss is really going to help the Rebels, honestly. I think Alabama had a really good position when Pete Golding was there. Golding did a really good job with him. Now that he's at Ole Miss and all that's going to transfer over, with all the benefits that Lane Kiffin brings to the table, you have a chance to be really solid with the number one player in Mississippi again. This is, in my opinion, a slam dunk Gatorade um, high school or Mississippi player of the year type guy you're going to see him at 25 with the potential to move up we'll see exactly how he does during his um season and everything's going on because it's really really interesting to what you can do and if you look at the positions on Ole Miss's defense he is in a position of need as a right now if he moves down to um a five technique playing what J.J. Pegues did or what Jared Ivey is probably going to look at this year might be a little bit different. We'll have to see how Ole Miss constructs their defense. Um, but at, right now, Camarion Franklin will be a fantastic fit for that Rebel Landshark defense. I mean, it's great. And I'm sure Ole Miss is all in with him. We've talked to John Garcia about him. We're going to have John Garcia on um, tomorrow, I think, or the next day. Um, we're going to interview him Tuesday. It's a Wednesday show. He'll be on. We're going to have Jason Jones. We're doing the same thing. We're going to talk about basketball recruits with the Kermit situation as well. So we're going to have him on as well. We're going to have Pratt Rogers. We're Kara McCutcheon is going to come back this week. Derek Vandegrift talking basketball. As you can see, we got some stuff going on. Tim Thomas. We got more guests than we have days, so we might have extra episodes um, for those guys to fill. So that should be really good as well. Now, in the next segment. We're going to talk about the other seven players that are popping up as four stars 
and we're going to start letting you know that, hey, this is this might not be it. This Mississippi class is pretty good. So we'll see exactly how it goes. But Camarion Franklin, that man has a chance to be a dude. He, he really does in college. And that Ole Miss defense with him on one side and Centarian on the other, at least for a year or two, has a chance to be really, really special. I'm looking forward to seeing if that can come to fruition. But right now, you know, the recruit prediction machine on on three, Ole Miss 26% chance of landing, Bama 17. Those are the top two. So that also shows you it's pretty even because other players are like in their 90s. So we'll see exactly what happens there. I mean, I, I'm pretty excited about Camarion. Um, I think he could be a really good contributor for an Ole Miss defense. And I think Ole Miss is going to do pretty well landing him. You know, the NIL situation is unbelievably important. So, you know, if that's getting taken care of, you have a chance to do some pretty special things. Anyway, we are going to take a quick break, talk a little FanDuel Sportsbook. That's night. Tonight's episode, or today's episode, is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download the FanDuel app now so you can bet the Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, to who will score a touchdown. It's really cool. FanDuel might not be in Mississippi. You might have to do sports bets um, at a retail place in Mississippi, but it is available in Tennessee, and this is for the Ole Miss fans in Tennessee. Um, For the fans in Mississippi, use their lines, maybe get a good idea of what's going on. So the app is safe, secure, and easy to use, and you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. All right, so we're sitting here talking about this great class that Mississippi has put together. And we talked about the in-state war, that it could be approaching for what's going on, and we talked about the the really good, the crown jewel prospect that right now looks like it may be an Ole Miss, Alabama, Tennessee type commitment. It's going to be a war just like Centarian all the way to the end. But there are other players in this state that you need to pay attention to as well. Daniel Hill at Meridian High School. He's a four-star. He's ranked round 159. There's a bunch of players that are right, right around that level. Um, and right now, Alabama has an 82% chance of getting his commitment, Mississippi State 11. So that looks like an Alabama State battle. 
Braylon Burnside. This one's interesting. He's from Starkville, Mississippi. He's a wide receiver. And if that sounds familiar, watch the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, has a chance to be really good. He's number 161 in the country. Ole Miss has a 98% chance of landing him. They're apparently doing a really good job of recruiting him. Jeffrey Rush, a defensive lineman, 6'3", 255, um, is, looks like Mississippi State and Auburn are the leads right now. State's 34%, Auburn's 30 so that tells you a little bit about that. 167th in the country. So that one will be interesting to see what happens. This kind of looks like, what is his name? The Derek Lee or something. I forget his name from the 2019 class that went over to Auburn. I think he just graduated and played in the Senior Bowl. Jimothy Lewis from MRA. Um, Ole Miss has a 45% chance of landing him, competing, it looks like, with Georgia. He is a 6'5", 300-pound guy. He is 186th in the country. Um, this one, it looks like it will be a war as well. I think Ole Miss is doing pretty good work in MRA the past couple of days. Nareel White from St. Martin in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Ole Miss has a 95% chance of landing him, according to this. He's the 239th player in the country. Six foot, half an inch tall, 170 pounds, that type guy. Might be a slot type receiver. Keep an eye on that. Um, but we'll see what goes on with him. J.J. Harrell from North Panola. It's weird to see North Panola instead of South Panola on some of these things. 277 in the country. Ole Miss State battle. Ole Miss 48%, State 21. I mean, this is all early. Don't, you know, take these percentages with a grain of salt. Isaiah Autry from Itawamba Agriculture on Fulton. 431st in the country. This is the other five-star Ole Miss State battle. Ole Miss is a 71%. Mississippi State a 10% at this point. Now, there's other players that are going to rank and be ranked and move up and down what's going on, like Chris Davis at Picayune. Um, there's a defensive lineman out of Bay Springs. There's other players all around the state. This class has a chance, like I said, to grow to essentially 20 high major players. And a lot of those, it's going to be an Ole Miss-Mississippi State battle. And that's the reason I talked about the in-state um, war that's approaching is over this recruiting. And now in the age of this NIL, it may not be an under-the-table type war that Ole Miss was in 2008. This can look completely different. You may know in August if you genuinely have a chance at any of these guys. And if you are, you may have them already wrapped up. So we'll see exactly how that goes. It should be really cool as well. So I'm, I'm pretty fired up about that, and, you know, lots of recruiting. And anyway, you know, it's going to be fantastic. John Garcia, Jason Jordan, um, interviewing them tomorrow um, or today. I'm interviewing them today for tomorrow's episode. Um, we're going to have Kara. We're going to have Pratt. We're going to have Derek Vandegriff. Obviously, good luck to Tom Vanderford. Um Obviously, keeping him in our prayers as well. Hope everything goes well with him. But with this recruiting class, Ole Miss has a chance to do something fairly special. We're always talking about Ole Miss needs to take a step, right? Ole Miss needs to take a step. They've made it to Sugar Bowls. What's the next step? What's the next step? Well, the next step is the playoff. And that's what Ole Miss is trying to get to. And to get to it, some of these battles – they need to win. They need to be in good position for most of them. 
it's not going to be a situation where you win all of them. Nobody will ever win every recruiting battle in this state. It just doesn't work that way. But you do need to win some, and you probably need to win targeted ones. You know, maybe Jimothy Lewis, that, that's somebody that you go, yes, we need to win that. Maybe you're looking for somebody to compete with Caden Lee, like Noreal White. Maybe Braylon Burnside on the outside. You can see how he could fill exactly a need that you might have. And you can see that him and Aiden Williams could work really good together. Now, there's other class of 2023s that Ole Miss has to get in. These are just the Mississippi recruits. Damon Williams, the quarterback out of Arizona, four-star player. Jordan Lockhart, the linebacker out of um, California, really good player. So Ole Miss is in position to have a really good signing class, and along with the coffers for that NIL stuff and the fact that if they're smart, they're still doing a campaign to raise that number even as we speak. And if Ole Miss does that, they'll be in really good shape. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our new, brand new, brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, do want to say thank you for tuning in today. Today was a whole lot of fun. We got to talk about recruiting. We're going to have John Garcia. We're going to dig into it a little bit more tomorrow um, and have his opinion on what's going on and maybe some names to watch. Um, he can, Maybe he'll answer those as well. So this should be a lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, this has been the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and see you tomorrow.